Hello, friends. My name is Brittany, and this is the Capture the Chaos podcast. Each week, we'll talk about how to grow your photography business without burnout. I will share tactical tips, tricks, and things you've got to be doing in order to have success without sacrificing the parts of your life that are most important. This week, I have Laura here on the podcast, and we're going to do a quick coaching session. I really enjoy these mini coaching sessions that I can actually share on the podcast because chances are if one person has a question about something, someone else has a very similar question too. So Laura, can you please introduce yourself to everyone and your business? <laughs> yes. So my name is Laura Brazzi. I live in Northeast Iowa. And I actually have been doing photography, let's see, so this is 2023, it has been about, well, let's just say I graduated high school in 2003, so 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) So I enjoy portrait photography doing mostly children and families. That is what I really, really enjoy doing. However, I am definitely available to do any other session that I am requested to do, but my niche is family and children. What's your photography business name? Eloise Photography. Awesome. I like that it's spelled E-L-L-E, like L, but spelled out. (laughs) We already had a conversation before we started recording about it. It was good. So tell me, Laura, what is your biggest struggle in your business right now? My biggest struggle is organization. How do I organize my inquiries, my booked sessions, my editing process, like where I'm at in that process, organizing when the session has been paid, when it gets delivered, and just basically organizing the whole business as a whole on the side of my editing process and my shooting process. So I am unsure, and I've done so much research, but I'm unsure of the processes to take in order to actually just go all in. I'm so ready. My kids are now at the age where I don't need a babysitter. They can all just kind of, for lack of better terms, fend for themselves while I am out doing my passion of photography. So I just am unsure of which steps to take and which direction to go in order to actually make this legit and what I want to do forever, basically. So I'm going to start there, actually, because it's going to lead into the next step for you. But my first question, do you have a full-time job right now? Just stay at home mom. Okay, great. So I was going to ask you if you're financially ready to make that jump. You don't have to worry about losing an income at all. So perfect. That makes things a lot easier. And you're not already relying on any other kind of income, right? Like your photography hasn't been bringing much in yet. Correct. No, not okay, really. Perfect. So do you have an LLC? Do you have a DBA? Do you have any of that set up yet? The only thing I have set up, which was many moons ago, I did file for a tax ID a long time ago. To have so, a tax ID, don't you have to have a DBA or an LLC? Possibly. So maybe you already <laughs> have one. <laughs> well, I, and like I said, before we started recording, I just, I thought I was starting everything. And then I started with my family life, you know, started mm-hmm. having kids and getting more involved. And then it just kind of went to the wayside. So 
It's possible. I, yes. <laughs> well, so if you already have an EIN, you probably did at least set up a DBA. It's different in every state how to do that. So I can't say for sure how long your DBA lasts, but I'm going to go ahead and assume that it probably, if that was what you did, it's probably already gone. LLC, I don't know how long it lasts and I don't know if you would have to reset it up again, but that's something to look into. I'd imagine you're just going to have to start it over. But if you already have an EIN and you know, if you, and you can access that again, you're great. So what I would do after you do those steps, either a DBA or an LLC, but if, if you want this to be a business, I would go ahead and say start with the LLC. Then you're going to want to set up a banking account, a business banking account. So you don't already have one set up, I'm assuming. Correct. Okay. So set that up. And then once you get your banking account set up, honestly, if you can, I would save everything that you earn from your sessions for at least six months. Put it all in there. Pretend like you don't have that money at all. Start kind of racking it up because you're going to start having taxes to pay. You're going to start having other expenses that are going to go into your business. And just if you can pad that up for at least six months, a year even, then you're going to be off to a really good start with having some income to dip into for your business. So that would be the first thing I would say. If and when or when you need to start paying yourself, set it up to transfer the money out of your banking account into your personal checking every week or every month, like have a certain amount that you pay yourself and make sure it's not pay- you're not paying yourself too much that you're making your business go negative because you do are going to have expenses. Right. So I pay myself every Monday and it just pulls them automatically out of my bank account. I use Chase for both things. So it's like really easy to transfer. Probably don't pay myself enough, honestly. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm working on, I never give ourselves credit for anything. <laughs> I know, well, I know, but I'm like, I want to have all that money in my bank account to like, into my business bank account to like, you know, like grow it and buy things for my business and stuff like that. And then I just don't pay myself enough. (laughs) I've also been kind of following the budget mom on YouTube to learn how to budget a little bit better because I'm just a terrible budgeter, but I want to be a good budgeter. So that's something I'm doing. Fun fact. Yeah. Same with me. Yeah. So then once you have all that going, you're going to need to keep track of your income and expenses. You can do that on a spreadsheet Or if you want to start strong, go ahead and get QuickBooks uh, if you have the money to spend on it. If you're not making any money in photography business yet, like you don't have any sessions that are being paid yet, I wouldn't do it. I would just start with tracking it on a spreadsheet. But if you can, I would just go all in, get QuickBooks and start from there. Okay. So the next steps would be get a website because I know you don't have one. You have a Facebook account right now because... Social media is great. Social media is free. Social media is easy to use, but we really don't want to have to be spending all our time and relying on social media in order to make our business run because you still have kids, even though they're a little older, you don't need to be spending all your time on Facebook. Like my husband last night, he's like, you're always on your phone. But I don't think that's true anymore because I took a whole break from social media. So I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm just not paying attention to you. (laughs) Just kidding. I just face out really easily. So get a website and then a Google business account. And that's just like, it would be on Google. You could type in L. Louise photography and you have, you know how like when you go to Google and you Google a restaurant that you want to go to on the side, the right-hand side, that's what would pop up. And it's just kind of when people say photographers near me, you're going to pop up in that if you're close to them. So that's kind of what it is. And Google likes it. People will find you on it. And also, if you add photos to it weekly or monthly, then it just kind of boosts you up in there a little bit. Right. And then 
start an Instagram page. I'm not anti-social media at all. Obviously, I have social media everywhere. But I think it's just a good landing place for people to go to and find you and know that you're a real human. So I would definitely get your Instagram page going. You can share the same things that you share on your Facebook page to your Instagram page and vice versa. So you don't have to run two things. Like for me, I spend all my time on Instagram and none of my time on Facebook. And I just send all my Instagram posts to Facebook. So I'm not double double doing things. Yes. Okay. So far, do we sound good? Yes, absolutely. So this brings us to client management. So do you know what a CRM is? I do not. Okay. It basically stands for client relation management. I think that's actually what the acronym stands for, but everyone just calls it CRM. So now you know what CRM is. It is where you keep track of all your clients, where they can pay invoices, bookings, emails, all kinds of things go through a CRM. There are a lot of options out there. I personally use IrisWorks, which when you booked this coaching call, you booked it through my IrisWorks. Mm-hmm. And then you got two automated emails from me telling you what to do, which is super handy because I didn't have to reach out and do that on my own, made my life easier. I've also heard good things about Sessions, Sprout, Dubsado, and HoneyBook. So just kind of find what's right for you. But you definitely want one system that has a booking calendar, workflows, like sending automated emails. You want invoicing on there. You want contracts. You want it all in one place. You don't have to do it separately, right? You don't want them having to link to go to another website to do all these things. You just want it all in one place if you can. You'll also probably need to set up a Square, PayPal, or a Stripe account. That way it connects to your invoicing. And different CRMs will require different money money things. <laughs> I can't think of what those are called. So like Iris uses Square, and then I have another thing that uses Stripe. Like they all use different things, which is kind of frustrating having to have different accounts like that but you know it makes your life easier and you can automatically have that money sent to your banking account so at minimum I would go ahead and set up a booking calendar and I know you probably think hey I'm not getting that many bookings I don't really need a booking calendar I can go back and forth but as you start growing your business which your business is going to start growing now that you're putting the effort into it you don't want to have to do that back and forth thing, right? You don't want to have to be like, when are you free? When are you free? When are you free? So just setting up a calendar. And I promise you, people are going to take what you offer them. All right. If they want to book a session with you, they're just going to, they're like, okay, well, here's the dates. I'm going to take it. Sometimes, occasionally people are like, hey, I really need a Friday and you don't have any Fridays offered on there. Like I don't offer Sundays. And I had one client who's been a long time client with me. I don't shoot Sundays and she really needed a Sunday for her extended family session. And I was like, you know what, for you, I'll do it. And so I added that in there. That doesn't happen very often, but for the most part, they see what I have and they take what they get. So I would start with that now. That just makes your life easier. You're not spending tons of extra time trying to figure out when people are free. And then I would also have a thank you for booking email and you can have session reminder like what time and what date they booked because they will inevitably (laughs) forget if they didn't get an email. (laughs) And then just like thank you, like general thank you, like maybe some things if you want to send them like a prep guide or just any general information that you want to send them in that email. And then also a session reminder a few days before their actual session with an invoice and... Yeah. Oh, I mean, I forgot to say on your booking calendar, you want to have a retainer fee attached to it and a contract attached to it if you can. So that way they can't even book it without that retainer fee and without that contract. So you're not having to chase down contracts and chase down retainer fees and stuff like that. So they can't book it unless it's been paid and signed. Perfect. 
And then with that final such reminder, I can't remember if I said this, but you want to have the final invoice attached to it as well. That way you don't have to think about what you sent and what you didn't send. It just automatically happens. And both of those emails are going to note when the session takes place just because, like I said, they forget. And they'll be emailing you, when did I book that session? But they yeah. have the email saved, they can find it, they look for it, and then they know. And then you can add more as you get comfortable with it. That's just where I would start. That is like the bare minimum of how I would automate my business. So that way you're a little bit more organized. That way you know all the right emails have been sent. You know the invoices have been sent. And you're not having to track people down. You can see in one little spot like who hasn't paid you. And you can just like resend like, hey, let's pay this now. So, and then as far as keeping track of when you have edited a session and when you have delivered a session, I think honestly, writing a list down is just as good of a solution as any. And honestly, I do this during the fall whenever I have a really long editing queue. I just write it down. I put it in my notes on my phone, actually. And then if like they upgrade their gallery, I'll put like a little money bag next to it. And then once they pay it, I put a check mark emoji next to it. But just writing it down on a list, that's fine too. I mean, that is just as good. If I were to tell you to put it onto some website, it's going to be probably the same i think maybe if you're going to use honeybook or dubsado or might be an option for keeping track of it in there i can't remember it's been a long time since i've used dubsado it didn't have it whenever i was using it then but it could have it now but i think just a piece of paper good old-fashioned piece of paper and a list is good enough for that okay. part how do you keep these organized on your side as far as looking ahead at what you have coming up so do you just have a paper calendar and you write down your sessions in there or do oh. you have a phone so my iris works links to my phone calendar i connected it to my google calendar and the cool thing about that is it links to my husband's calendar as well. We have it all integrated together. So he knows when I have sessions coming up. So he's not going to go book some guy date <laughs> on a night that I have a session. And then if he sees me working on a certain night, he's like, hey, you know, we got to work something out here because this is going on. So I really like that we are able to share that with each other and that Iris automatically downloads it. It's integrated into my calendar phone. If for some reason I didn't have that availability on my phone, like the option to do that on my phone, then I could look at my iris. It has like a whole calendar for you. And I think most CRMs have this option for you. I might be wrong, but I know iris does. So <laughs> that's what you need. Go with iris. Yes, that would be awesome. And I love that you can link your calendar to your husband's because that would be helpful for me as well. Mm -hmm. He likes to just randomly do things. So if he can look yeah. at the calendar oh, look, Laura has a session this night, then, then he knows. Yeah. remind him over and over or have him claim that he didn't get told that I had a session, even though I know it's I told there. him. there. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he'll be like, oh, I didn't know you had a session this time. I'm like, well, it's been there, so I don't know what to tell you. But he, he supports and he appreciates what I'm doing for our family. And also we yeah. couldn't live without my income. So he's kind of got to be on board with it. <laughs> and that's where I want to be. Yes, it, it's going to get there as soon as you start putting in the effort for it. And like before we started recording, we we're talking about, you know, just instead of not doing it, you just got to sit down and do it. Oh, and you know what? I think this is a really good time to mention that if you don't know what you need to be doing in your business each week, I have created a free downloadable PDF that breaks down exactly what you need to be doing in your business each week to make it work. 
and how long you need to be spending on it in order to work 15 hours a week or less. That's my big thing right now is running a business and 15 hours or less because we have kids. We're busy. We don't have time for 40 hour weeks. So I will link that into the show notes below for everyone else. And also Laura, I'll send you the link for it as well. So you can download that guide. And if anybody is interested in booking a one-on-one session, I do one-time strategy calls where we can talk about one issue that you might be having. They're one hour long and we just focus on that issue. So let's say Laura wanted to go into more depth about how to start her business, wanted a little bit more handholding in order to get there. I would help her do that. And then I also have a little bit more of an extended coaching option and it is four coaching sessions over the course of eight weeks where first we work on your routine in order to figure out where you need to be spending time in your business and how to spend time in your life without having your business run over your life. And then we'll work on your whole branding game. And then we run into marketing and how to marketing based on your branding. So just like an unshameless plug, (laughs) that is something that you guys can sign up for as well. Laura, do you have any other questions for me? I know you do, but any other questions relating (laughs) to what we talked about today? (laughs) I have so many questions, but yes, no, you have really helped me tremendously with the two main questions that I had. So I have lots of notes and a lot of work to do ahead of me now. Thank you so much for chatting with me. I really appreciate you being here and giving me some of your time. (laughs) So much, Brittany. Thank you.